Welcome to the Jacks Rangers Show, a New England Free Jacks fan podcast. And now, Rangers, here's your host, Phil Harris. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am broadcasting from Manchester, New Hampshire. We call this the Granite Outpost. The sun is setting on the preseason. All the Rangers out there, we are trotting at full speed towards week one against the NOLA Fool's Gold. Super excited. I am recording this just a mere two days after I have returned from the great state of Texas, where our your New England Free Jack came up a a little short against the Houston Thundercats. Glad the boys were able to knock some rust off and get after it in our only preseason game heading into week one against the NOLA Fool's Gold. This is episode 64. We're calling this one preseason part three. In this episode, we will be speaking with the newest assistant coach for the New England Free Jacks, Will Webster. Really enjoyed our conversation with him. From there, we're going to be speaking with the crocodile hunter himself, Joel Hintz, who is a newly acquired prop coming over from Hawks Bay in the NPC down in New Zealand. And finally, Diamond Dave and myself in the Outriders segment of this episode go over the roster breakdown and also the position grades for the forwards group of our New England Free Jacks. With that being said, let's jump right into the episode here. Hit that theme music, baby. Woo! Huzzah! This is Phil Harris. Huzzah, baby. Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers show. I am joined with my brother, Bozo6. And also, we've got a very, very special guest this time around. We have the assistant coach of the New England Free Jacks, Will Webster. Will, how the hell are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Phil. No, very good. Thank you very much for having me on. You're very welcome. So happy that you're able to join us tonight. I believe Bozo during media day referred to you as Liam. We're not going to do that tonight. (laughs) Hey, I earned my nickname. Okay. It's earned, not given. I got it for a reason. For sure. Uh, My bad coach. People might be watching on Twitter right now and, and seeing me for the first time. Yes, I am that asshole that called you King of Dorks. If you're a fantasy rugby guy, that was me. Um, I, so, uh, Will, I wanted to ask you, um, where are you from? Um, I'm from the UK, from Southwest or the West Country in England, sunny, sunny West Country. So that's home. Uh, been on my travels for the last probably ten years or so. Um, was in was in Kenya, uh, was in Hong Kong, and now the US are ticking off the continent slowly. But yeah, now UK's UK's home. That's awesome. World traveler here that we got on the show here, Bozo. Uh, what is your origin story with rugby? Did you start out very early on with rugby? Did you initially start with uh, soccer or, or was it always rugby? Um, no, it's, it's pretty much been rugby from a from a fairly young age. It was, it was cricket initially. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you guys you guys are with cricket, but it's, it's sort of... <laughs> it's probably really. boor, it's, no, it's a boring version of baseball. That's probably right. the easiest way to describe it. But it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I started rugby, playing rugby when I was eight and um, honestly, first couple of years did everything I could to avoid having to play it, fake injuries, illnesses. It was <laughs> play, playing uh, playing rugby in freezing cold, wet UK was, wasn't much fun. But then 
mm-hmm. yeah, caught caught the bug, and since then have it's obviously been been a huge part of my life since then. Very cool. I wanted to ask you real quick here. What was your impressions of the Free Jacks last season? Were you able to? Were you following the league at all, or were you able to watch uh, tape after the fact? Yeah, um, I, I followed it sort of from a, from a distance. Had a couple of friends who went over, and uh, one was with the Guiltinis, uh, R.I.P. Guiltinis, and one was with, or still is, San Diego. So um, okay. Kind of was watching it from a distance, um, and then sort of saw the Free Jacks running and um, sort of run into the the end of season. So no, I did did follow it. I, yeah, really impressed with with the league and kind of how how it's grown the last couple of years. Um, I love. I think probably the the thing that stuck out watching the Free Jacks was some of the specials they played off lineouts and things like that. I just, I, I loved watching them because they're pretty creative with around or around some of the, some of the moves they pulled out. And I know Scott and, uh, and Mike are big advocates for that. So that was probably the, the initial kind of thought watching the free Jacks. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, I mean, yeah, enjoyed watching them. Very good. Yeah, we had a magical run last year, you know, 10 wins on the bounce. Pretty impressive stuff. You know, got uh, caught up a little short there at the Eastern Conference Finals. Some might say the referee had quite a bit to do with that. You know, uh, uh, that's in the past, of course. Got a new season coming up. I wanted to, you know, ask you about your primary roles and responsibilities with the Jacks as an assistant coach. How is that shaking out? Can you describe uh, what your job functions are specifically? Yeah, so I'm I'm forwards coach. So obviously my my sort of main thing is is line out scrum. Um, I've been been doing some of the defence for over preseason and and doing a bit of breakdown stuff as well. But no, I mean ultimately I'm I'm sort of charged with making sure the the big guys up front do a good job, produce some good ball and uh, 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 that nasty physical horrible pack that New England. Uh, famous for so Absolutely. yeah that's my that's my primary role very good you know last year i think that we were much better at line outs so some people would say a little bit inconsistent in certain areas but i mean you're not going to be perfect all the time but i remember prior to last season it was it was kind of a rough go it's in the line out quite specifically and uh hopefully that can in, continue to improve want to make sure that the scrum is very dominant of course i mean it's a rugby game it's very physical so we want, definitely want to have that physicality that south african that that type of um uh, flavor that uh, Coach Matthew definitely wants to play that type of rugby. So very excited to have you on board. Of course, what is your impressions of the Boston area and New England in general? Um, I've loved it so far, but I'm saying that 24 hours before the temperature is about to drop to <laughs> minus 40 or something. Yes. So yes. Um, not sure how much longer I'll be saying that. No, I've I've loved it so far. I hadn't been to Boston. Um, I've been to New York, um, and everyone. Everyone in Boston always it was very quick to tell me how much nicer Boston is than New York. Yes. Um, <laughs> so sure. no, it's it's been brilliant. I haven't I haven't seen huge amounts of it so far, but have been up into the city exploring a few times. Have been out to the Blue Hills for for a run. Have um, okay. sort of got down to, got down the coast a little bit. But no, really enjoying it so far. I'll tell you what, man, New York is very much overrated. Like, you know, if you go one time and be a tourist, it's fine. It's very dirty. You know, it's too many people that live there. But, you know, Boston is a crown jewel of the Northeast as far as I'm concerned. I would say that New Hampshire, just as a state in general, has it all. You know, both Bozo and I live in New Hampshire. Uh, Me not born here, him born uh, in this area. 
but uh, yeah, I, I would highly recommend you know making that trek up to New Hampshire at some point and, and visiting the, the great state of New Hampshire. Uh, you know, we're granite satyrs all the way around here. So I wanted to also quickly ask you about uh, Bozo mentioned that you're a cider guy. Uh, which you know kind of piques our interest because we've had a great sponsor on the show here, Storm Along. Um, you know, for, uh, that's been with us. You know, we're we're cider drinkers. In fact, Bozo was a cider maker at one point in his life. So, uh, do you prefer dry cider or sweet cider? No, dry cider, dry cider. So, yeah, my, my again, West Country UK is is cider country in the UK. So, okay, we've got. Um, it's, it's probably more cider than it is lager or IPA down there. So hmm. um, I was going to say because I've grown up on it. That's probably the wrong way of putting it. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, wasn't fed it as a childhood. But no, love a, love a cider. Um, and I, I haven't actually, I don't think I've tried, had one since being here. So I'm going to need to, going to need to try some of the, the New England ciders. But um, no, definitely a cider man over a beer any day. Love that. Love to hear that. You know, I, I would highly recommend Storm Along. It is handcrafted in Massachusetts. Uh, with Legendary uh, Dry. There highly you go. Recommend. There you go. Bozo's, <laughs> he's, he's right on it. Yeah, for sure. Legendary Dry would be your drink of choice, I'm sure. Uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, I will say that, you know, it seems like you've traveled all over the world for rugby. Any advice for a nervous flyer like myself that will be joining you guys down in Houston? Um. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not sure I do have any advice unless yeah, tuck, tuck into some of the onboard ciders and um, <laughs> sleep, sleep, sleep your way through it. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I've never had sort of never been too nervy as a, as a fly. I've never had that issue. Um, not a fan of the long haul flights, mm-hmm. but hopefully, hopefully getting down to Houston on Saturday is not going to be too, too bad. But um, as long as you're not sat next to me and making me all nervy it's, it'll be all right <laughs> uh what is the longest flight you've ever done i mean you, i know you were on the circuit for a while there the world series of sevens like what is the longest flight that you've ever clocked in oh wow um you know what i think it was actually it would have been to uh to the vegas sevens and i think we flew i think it would have been qatar to um to la and i think that was something like 18 hours Ooh, um, man. It's, just, it's just a long time to be cooped up. I'm, I'm not too, I'm not too tall, but some of the some of the sort of six four, six five guys, yep. you know, just folded up by the end of it, and um, not not a, not a long time or not a nice time to be on a flight that long. That's for sure. Yeah, that's me for sure. You know, I, I'm I'm one of those guys that need the extra leg room for sure. I played lock, you know, growing up. So six yeah. four over here. Um, you know, six four on a good day. Let's just say that. But uh, yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to uh, the the five hour flight, and then I'm I'm going to be going to L.A. and then to uh, Seattle to meet up with you guys for the Seattle game. So that is going to be an even longer trip. That's going to be like six and a half or something like that. So yeah, got to get used to it at some point. Um, hopefully, I'll be asleep the entire time. That'll be nice. Uh, awesome. I wanted to ask you a couple um, just regular rugby questions in general. Uh, should England have let Eddie Jones go? You're an English guy. What do you? What's your opinion oh. on that? Oh, I'm so torn. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I, I yeah. Part of me thinks. Uh, part of me thinks he, he had to go because I think the 
I can't remember who the last was it South Africa the last game in the autumn and the reaction they got when they walked off the pitch mm-hmm. and had eighty three thousand people booing them. I think that was pretty pretty telltale sign that his time was up. And I think right. if you lose the, if you lose your home crowd, um, especially especially something like rugby as well, it, it doesn't doesn't happen too often. I think that I think he probably needed to go, but at the same time, he. He's a bit of a master of World Cups, isn't he? He's, he's had a pretty good track record. So nine months out from it, mm-hmm. I I think, put it this way, I'm, I'm worried about what he might do with Australia now. Right. And, yep. and give two fingers to the English and kind <laughs> of, um, yeah, I, I think he probably needed to go, but time will tell whether that was the right call or not. What do you guys think? Uh, I think he should have stayed. I think me and Bozo, obviously, we're USA rugby guys. But uh, if, if USA is not playing, I think we're always rooting for England. I think that's fair to say for you, Bozo, as well, right? Yeah, England's England's the international team that I root for uh, because USA is – uh, hey, sorry to our boy Triple Nickel, but we're just we're just irrelevant on the international stage. We really for the we moment. Just aren't, for, for the, the moment, moment. Yeah. well, we've been you, the sleeping giant for like thirty years, I think now. So, well, you, you beat. Uh, I was with Hong Kong in Dubai a couple of months ago, and you beat us quite comfortably. So, um, true. <laughs> not so much. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I hear you, but I mean, I'm I'm actually with you on this one, Coach. I was surprised. I know that the the 2022 record. Uh, under Eddie Jones was terrible getting booed off the pitch. I watched the autumn internationals. I don't think that the team performed well, but yeah, I mean, you look at, um, there's like a rugby channel. It's called like squidge rugby and he's gone over Eddie Jones specifically. Yeah. So highly recommend just type in squidge rugby, YouTube, Eddie Jones, the, the genius and the master classes that he has put on through the decades. This is a guy, it's not just a one-off when mm-hmm. he was with Japan. I think it was the 2015. 15, yep. Yeah, like it wasn't just there. He's innovated in the game a lot. And to ditch him nine months out from the World Cup and just, you know, months before the Six Nations, uh, I'm optimistic. We'll see. Calcutta Cup this weekend. So yeah. we got to start with a W there. Yeah, I think it was a mistake to let him go. And Squidge Rug- uh, Rugby, by the way, a fan of this show. Uh, we follow each other on Twitter. So, yeah, Squidge, what's up? There we Bob? go. Yeah. Um, Next question is an England question as well. You know, England, a passionate soccer country. I know Bozo's about to tune out for sure. Um, <laughs> are you a soccer fan and which club do you support? <laughs> um, Bozo's yeah, just no. walking away. I might, do, I might do and get it up. No, I'm not a, I'm not a soccer fan. Um, okay. I, I, I love watching England play every time England play. I'll tune in and um, watch them for sure. But no, nah, it's, I never, I just never never got involved with it but i came from a, a sporting family massively into rugby and cricket and well kind of all sports apart from apart from soccer so have never never played it never really got that into it um but well, i just sent sent to you earlier i loved watching that sunderland till i die i've loved mm-hmm. watching the amazon prime um, yep. stuff with with man city and yes and things so if it, it fascinates me but i'm not a I'm not a massive supporter of the game. Fair enough. You know, I was telling you off air that I am a Manchester United supporter. I have been for like 25 years since I started following soccer. But I do have a, a soft spot for Sunderland. And I know that uh, Coach Matthew is going to, you know, grit his teeth when he listens to this. But, yeah, uh, go Black Cats for sure. Um, next question is a rugby question. I wanted to ask you about the Six Nations. You know, we're just talking about Eddie Jones and his jettison from the England squad um, managing them. Who's going to win the Six Nations this year? Uh, Hearts says England, um, 
But no, I think Ireland. I think Ireland have got England and France in Dublin. So I think it always goes a little bit on the draw. You know, it's yep. if you, I think England have got France in, at Twickenham, which which helps. But I just can't see. It'd be nice if England go to Ireland on the last weekend with it being a Grand Slam match. But I, I just can't see at this stage Ireland losing to England at home. Um, but we'll yeah, see. we'll have to see what happens. I think my heart is with England always. I don't know about what my head's thinking right now at this point. Probably, <laughs> I, probably Ireland, you know. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. Bozo, who you got? I'm coaching with you again. The heart wants England to win. Um, I actually think Scotland will surprise in the Six Nations, uh, but I don't think I don't. I think uh, France probably takes it again. A lot of people are high on the Irish, but I have a sneaking feeling that they have peaked too early. Uh, a lot of things went their way in the Autumn Internationals. I don't think that that will continue. Um, they've got a really good squad, and they're playing really great rugby. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But uh, for some reason, I think the French have finally ditched their historical, uh, you know, failures. And I think that Frenchness. they're going to come in. Yeah. yeah they, well, I don't know if they'll ever lose the Frenchness, but they've learned. I think that they've kind of ditched the bad juju over there and they're going to they're going to make it happen. That's what I think. So. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's going to be Wales. Whoa. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm just yeah, kidding. No Terrible. Way, no way. <laughs> I was about to say, you can't, you can't be saying Scotland the week of the Calcutta Cup. I presume you mean it's going to be a bad surprise and it's not a, not a good surprise. Well, I think they're, they're just going to, they're going to perform better than, than they have traditionally. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, I could see them upsetting Ireland. Uh, they're going to lose to England. They'll lose that, but then, you know, they could throw a wrench in there because they played the all blacks pretty tough and they put a good, good one on the Wallabies. So I think they're, they're a decent side. Interestingly enough, the other two contributors, the outriders of the Jacks Rangers show, are Scotland rugby fans. So there's two English and two Scottish rugby fans. That is pretty wild that, that uh, that's the makeup here. Final question for me, Coach. Our sevens team at the University of South Carolina has a new sevens coach. What advice would you give to a new sevens coach uh, in trying to be successful? Oh, wow. Um Oh, you, you, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I, I would say, well, look, I think sevens is sevens is one of those sports that you you can't get away from the basics: the the kickoff, um, speed, tackle, breakdown. Like it's it's um, it's a very uncomplicated game. But you've just got to be unbelievably good at the basics. So mm-hmm. I think it, probably my advice, having been put on the spot, would be. <laughs> would be yeah not 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 get away from them you've got to, you've got to invest huge amounts of time in that um mm-hmm. fitness is fitness is obviously king um and if you've got speed i know you you guys here in america are blessed with some phenomenal um athletes mm-hmm. and if you can get some of those sprinters across i think the u.s national team have proven that that's quite a good tactic as well so yes. um yeah good luck to them. enjoy it because sevens is an awesome sport um so so enjoy it excellent advice i appreciate that coach next up is going to be bozo with his questions i appreciate your time so coach at 32 years young uh you're pretty young (laughs) as far as coaches go uh can you just 
tell us, tell the, the Free Jacks fans about your coaching journey and how you became a paid professional and some of the sacrifices that you had to make to kind of get to where you're at at such a young age. Yeah, um, I, I think I always, I mean, if probably if I if I still had it my way, I'd be running out for England this Saturday against Scotland. But um, the reality is there, was, I was falling well short of talent. So as a player, I always knew my, my days were numbered and finished uh, in the end when I was 23 and went straight into coaching via, via teaching. Um, so sort of looked around and saw a lot of, pretty good coaches around the place had been teachers. So I thought that could be a good pathway to, to go down. So ended up going out to Kenya when I was 24. My, my father was living out there at the time. Um, so I went out and had sort of been visiting him on holidays and, and school holidays and things like that. So went out to Kenya, had five years there, um, got involved with, with the sevens team and um, spent three years there on the, on the world series with them. Um, and then met, it's so strange how it all happens, but met the head coach of the Hong Kong national sevens team in a, in a coffee shop. Um, and we, we stood in the queue and long story short, he, he offered me a job out there. So I moved out to Hong Kong and did four years there and, and transitioned from sevens into, into fifteens, which was probably where my passion lied. Uh, I, I, Went into sevens, had a good time there, but was always far more passionate about 15s. Um, and then, yeah, again, through through coaching circles, got chatting to Scott uh, probably about six months ago and um, now find myself in Boston. So that's that's a, a long long story cut quite short. But, um, yeah, I suppose it's it's sacrifices. I've, I've been away from my family for, for a long time which yeah, I love living abroad and it's, it's an amazing career and job to explore um, and travel the world literally. But, you know, being away from family's hard. Um, I'm, yeah, my girlfriend's, um, she's still in Hong Kong as well. So that's uh, having to do long distance after, after being in a COVID relationship for the last three and a bit years, which. Um, oh, brutal. Brutal. So we, we, we couldn't yeah. escape each other for three and a bit years. And now, uh, now we, we can't see each other. So one extreme to the other, but no, it's, um, no, look, it's, a, it's, a, I've been really fortunate, really lucky. Um, and it's, it's a great career and just, just, yeah, really grateful to be involved with, with such good sport. Nice. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. I mean, I, you, when we were looking at, um, your CV, when you came over, it's like, yeah, I was like, man, this guy's been everywhere like all around the world and you know i kind of knew that a little bit that you're that's where you're going to go with the answer where it's like you're just traveling all the time and yeah it's a tremendous like personal sacrifice um for myself i'm, I'm in the part-time military so sometimes i have to go around in places and stuff and i i was actually funny i was just at a post uh, last week where i added up all of my active duty time and i've spent over uh close to two years away from home at this point through the years so yeah it does it does think anytime you got to go and be away from your support system and the family uh chasing chasing professional goals so i can uh, sympathize with you there um my next question is that you know so you've been brought in as the forward 
the forwards coach. We have an outstanding group of lads, if I do say so myself. Uh, I think the fans would agree. We have excellent, uh, excellent personality. We'll just say, and and there are also a great group of group of players. But um, what are what are you keen to develop within this group? Because I don't think we've had a specific forwards dedicated coach yet in the organization. Yeah, no. Certainly, my first four weeks here, I completely agree with you there. So it's a great bunch, great squad, lots of personality, which is which is always good. Uh, in terms of what it, no, I, when I was doing my due diligence about coming out here and was sort of asking around and people who who played against the Free Jacks or coached against the Free Jacks, the one thing that kept on coming up was that it was just a pretty horrible place to go and play rugby. Uh, hostile crowd, obviously the weather, um, big physical nasty forward pack which was kind of exactly what you want to hear when you when you're thinking about sort of or got the opportunity to come over as force coach so i think what are what we're looking to do at the moment is, is is be consistent we're looking to um develop ourselves as a as a team that has a bit of an all-court game you know we we don't want to be just a a scrum or line out team that can't do anything else but i think actually like i said at the beginning of um beginning of this I loved watching free jacks last year because you never knew what special move or or something they were going to pull up pull out of their sleeves so I think to still be able to do that um whilst beating teams up physically um and then give what what's a pretty exciting backline that we've got now as well good uh, quality ball that's that's probably the overall goal and I think the method in doing that or, or the way that we do that is always to, to enjoy what we're doing, be passionate about what we're doing. That's, that's something that I'm, I'm huge on. You know, you've got to enjoy what you're doing and you've got to, got to have fun along the way. Um, so that's, that's, I think been the, the, probably the foundations of the first four weeks. And, and the, like I said, the boys have been brilliant. Um, there's some, some real experience, real good, good rugby IQ. Um, but, some guys who have yeah some young guys as well who are just full of full of enthusiasm and um you know, i think it's a good, good place to it's a nice position to be in well here's some free uh free chicken coach i'll let you know right off the bat if our guys can keep rugby uh, new new york their new name rebrand every year team if we can uh, prevent them and stonewall them and have them get zero mauled tries on us all year uh, you will win pretty much every fan in the stadium. They will be. We might be getting some uh, Will Webster T-shirts out there, because that is a pretty fearsome uh, weapon. I think uh, Dylan Fawcett, their hooker, is the leading try scorer in the league because of it. So if you can shut them down, uh, we'll be well. We'll we'll do our part. We'll be rowdy. It's going to be a tough task. It's a tall order, but that's that's the. I don't know if that's like on the bulletin board somewhere, but. It'd be, it'd be, be good to add it, maybe. I don't know. We'll do it. We'll do our best, but just so there's no confusion, I, I will be in no malls this season, so you can forget your Will Webster yeah. t-shirt. So yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh Larson t-shirt. Oh, fair, fair play. Fair play. I, uh, all right, I did take that for one. Um, all right, so look, you know, we already mentioned how how young you are and well traveled and experienced. Can you give us your TED talk about coming into a new setup? Uh, as a new coach, or, well, you're not new to coaching, obviously, but new to the organization and set up, setting up and establishing yourself within the coaching group and then creating buy-in from your players. Um, well, first of all, very easy coming into to the coaching group. Um, 
yeah, again, I, I was blown away with how open, how ambitious, how, just how kind of welcoming and friendly TK, Mike, Scotty were, and the rest of the staff as well. So, you know, just they made it incredibly easy for me to come in and that whole transition of me moving from Hong Kong out here and everything else. So that, that bit was easy. I think with, with the new player group, like I said, there's a lot of experienced guys there. So it it's, it's not, it it was really important just to come in with, with some fresh ideas, but also, um, you know, I wanted, it was really important for me to, to get guys thoughts on things. They're the, they're the ones who've been here. They're the ones who've played in the MLR and, and, and know the way around it. So I think uh, lots of conversations um, before even coming over over Zoom and WhatsApps and you know lots of lots of conversations with guys like Josh Larson and um, you know, Andrew Quattrum and people like that. So I think just getting guys on board and, and throwing some ideas out there. Um, I, I think that's probably that's probably the only way to go about it. I don't think the whole dictator coach we're doing it this way whether you like it or not and so yes sir no sir i don't think that works anymore and that's pretty pretty outdated so um yeah look we I'm, I'm pretty open and i think we are as a coaching group players players are free to to send send stuff over ask questions give thoughts opinions all the time and then it's always a case of going right will it ultimately will it make us better and if so yeah let's let's explore it if not then We'll just uh, continue with what we're doing. Yeah, collaborative effort. I love that. You know, I, I also again in this in this realm, I share that experience. You know, like so when I came in and I was a brand new, uh, you know, officer right out of school, I get a rifle platoon, and everyone who's been in that platoon has been there for years, and and they've done all the stuff and all the things, and some of them had been overseas and you know hadn't and all this other stuff. So it's like you can't come in and be the dictator and tell these guys what's what. And even though I'm in charge, you know what I'm saying, it is a very much a, a same type of dynamic. So soliciting feedback back making it a collaborative effort getting ideas you know what do you guys want to do how do you guys want to play and then facilitating that and putting them in a position to win love that answer that's great i, I think as well it's like that that saying people don't uh, care how much you know until they know how much you care and i yeah I, I probably over the last few years really begun to understand that so i think yeah for, for, again it's it's up to me to really nurture some of these relationships and connections with the players and particularly the forwards obviously um and, and through doing that i think there's far more opportunity to to grow and 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 have those conversations and, and get to where we ultimately want to get to that's awesome. I love to hear stuff like that. And, and, you know, just, I echo the same things and, and just my own personal conversations with the coach Matthew, I haven't had the opportunity to, uh, to meet coach Rogers yet, but coach Matthew, really awesome to talk to, uh, very open. will come up to you and he'll just start. I mean, he's so passionate. It just bleeds right through him and he just starts going and it's awesome to listen to. It's very engaging. So, you know, very happy to be a fan of this organization, this team. And, and it looks like you're you're cut from the same cloth, so we're very happy to see that. I know that, so that's pretty good. All right, there's a few, um, there's a few less uh, there's, there's a few less yars and brews when I talk, but um, <laughs> it's, it's every other word with Scotty, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, well, you know, to each their own. <laughs> 
Uh, well, hey, you know, just to, I'll push back a little bit on that. You, you know, the yeah and the bras, but you guys say, you English say funny stuff. Like you even dropped it on this. You said, you know, we were waiting in the queue. I don't know what that is, but we call it a line over here. <laughs> <laughs> so just to push back a little bit. No, that's very fair. That was very fair. <laughs> see you. All right. So some of the tough questions are, all my tough questions, I guess, are, are over. Uh, these are just kind of some fun fun questions for me. Uh, we know that we're aware of the fans now, if they're listening to the show, they're aware that the team has many teams and they're doing competitions. Have you picked a favorite? And if you do have a favorite, are you willing to share with us? Who are you supporting for the many teams? Um, so I've got to say no one completely neutral, which I am, of course. But no, um, the Bucks. The, um, the the Bucks who wear the orange hats are I don't even know why I think I was I was stood next to one of them at the very first mini team um, mini team events and was chatted to him and then there was sort of TK um, rang the bell or whatever it was and said right we're getting started and I can't remember who it was I was talking to now I said right you, you better be supporting the Bucks now and I sort of said yeah yeah support the Bucks and, <laughs> and and since since then I think each staff member is kind of beginning to side with a different team so yeah for me the Bucks are uh, Bucks the team to beat. That's okay. Green Mountain Boys are the best, and absolutely, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I, I suppose. <laughs> um, no, that yeah, that's that's kind of, that's that's awesome. Um, all right, and has Josh Larson taken you out for coffee yet? And if so, what'd you get? He hasn't. No, I'm still waiting for the invite. He's. Um, <sighs> he. I've heard he's the man who knows where to go and what to order. But no, he's he's not. Um, he's not taking me out for coffee yet. So. I don't know whether that says more about him than me. Um, I, maybe I'll just have to, I'll have to put it in his diary and tell him we're going out for a coffee and, and uh, he's buying. So I'm uh, looking, looking forward to it. I've, I'm, a, I'm a big coffee fan myself and have found pickings in Quincy quite hard to, hard to get a good coffee. So uh, Boston's a little better, but maybe, do you, have you guys got some um, insight into where to go in Quincy? Uh, Josh was telling us that there's not really many selections there in Quincy, unfortunately. I think he has to go up the red line a little ways to get something really nice. So, yeah, we're Dunkin' Donuts people up here. I mean, we're very simple. We're simple <laughs> folks, you know. No, no God. No, yeah. no way. Well, and, and, and I am also a coffee snob. I have my own home coffee bar where I, you know, I have one of those water heaters and I grind my own beans. I have pour over coffee. I do French nice. press. I make cafecitos. Like I'm into it. I, I'm more of like, if I want a good coffee, I'm making at home. I mean, I even go so crazy that even when I'm out in the field with the army, I have a titanium French press. So I make a little fire and I put my titanium thing in there so I can heat up water out there. Like can't go without good coffee out there. So I have all of that shit too at the house and I just go to Dunkin' Donuts, man. I'm a simple, (laughs) I'm a simple man. Well, we've been, um, somehow there's, there's been a packet of death wish. I don't know if you've come across that. Um, Oh yes. Oh yes. Yep. 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 Markets itself as the, is the strongest coffee in the world. And and there's a packet of that in the, in the uh, coach's room in the office and we've been we've been on that and i tell you what that's um it's probably not the, the best coffee i've had but wow it does the trick it's um it's potent it's poison but it's good <laughs> to be running off that nice all right and then uh this is i guess this is a semi-serious question coach who, who keeps coming up in training what's a player that they just they've come into camp and they're firing in all cylinders and, and their name just keeps coming up and you just can't ignore them like who's on fire right now 
Oh, honestly, not not a single player to springs to mind in a in a good way. As in, they they all they're all training the absolute house down. They really are. Um, we we do a lot of stuff around sort of effort and effort habits and the progressions there have just been going up and up and up almost session on session, the scores that guys are churning out. So no, uh, the, the one guy who, who has sort of sprung to mind for potentially a different reason was um, after some of the mini team conditioning and his efforts on the assault bike and the, um, the concept two bike was Sam Fishley. He, I remember seeing him um, very close to a, a garbage bin Um I think he was retching at the time and I think he was lying on the floor for about an hour and a half after the, uh, after the session had finished, but no, it's honestly, it's, um, yeah, guys have been training incredibly hard, which, which is nice, nice to see, nice not to be involved in, but nice to watch and, um, hopefully we'll, we'll leave us in a pretty good spot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I got to stay fit and stuff like that. And I love working out, but when I, when I get pushed to those limits, it's like, I'd rather not, you know, I'll do it, but I'd rather not. So definitely being, being better, but it's better to be on the outside looking in. So they say, and then, sure. uh, we were, we were talking about it earlier, how you're a cider guy. Have you said you haven't had much, but I suggest, uh, give it oops, going the wrong way with my camera. Here. Just giving this a try storm along our sponsor. Um, Beautiful. if you can, Go out and grab some. Uh, we do about half, I say we, cause I used to work there, but um, you know, we do a lot of sweeter ciders, but we do have a, a, a good dry lineup. So definitely go check it out. No, that's awesome. I certainly will. What was the, um, what was the dry cider that you were talking about? Storm along legendary. legendary dry. Yep. It's legendary the flagship dry. actually. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, well, I mean, I, I would say we have like three flagships now. So we have the unfiltered, which is uh, what we sell at the free is what is sold at the free Jacks matches. Cause they also sponsor the team. I may or may not have been involved in that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, dropped, yeah. I dropped the line. I was like, Hey, but uh, yeah. And then the legendary dry, I think you can just get it at most packies around. So you should probably, it should be pretty easy to find. Uh, so that would yeah. be the one to go for. Beautiful. And then there's Thank some you. other specialty, specialty now. dry ones. Nice. And then uh, last one, I don't, you know, I guess I'll just, I'll preface this question because, so I follow obscure, some obscure sports, like stuff you'll find on the old ESPN eight, the Ocho dodgeball type of stuff. Right. So I, I like to follow arm wrestling. Do you follow any um, obscure sports? And if so, what is the obscure sport that's your like guilty pleasure? Um. <laughs> He doesn't want to say he follows chess or something. He's like, ah, I follow chess religiously. No. <laughs> He's no, a big uh, fantasy sports guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fantasy sports guy. Yeah. I'm one of those guys you've been uh, tweeting about. No, I'm um, no, I, I, I was, it's not obscure sport, but I was, I've still got to sign up for registration for an Ironman, which I couldn't do because of lockdown and everything else, but I've still got my registration in Australia. So I'm, my, one of my New Year's resolutions was to get back into that and um, and try and try and get into some shape where I can do that again. But I tell you what, it's not a sport, but it's bit bit weird. Is I, I've got a fascination with snakes, so I go. I went snake hunting quite a lot in Hong Kong. We've got some um, some good snakes in Hong Kong. So that that was probably that's probably my, my most obscure habit or not habit <laughs> hobby 
hobby would be um yeah i've got I'm fascinated by snakes Jeez, well, coach, stay safe out there. Man. You just joined the team. We don't want to be on here talking about how you went to the hospital because you got bit by. I don't think there's any snakes up in Boston. There's, to be honest, there's like no garden snakes. snakes. Yeah, it's there's way no too, snakes around it's here. It's way too cold for snakes up here. Way too yeah. cold. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, coach, that's that's all the questions from me. Uh, so I'll kick it back to Phil. Thanks for thanks for your time again. Uh, thank you, mate. I think we lost a listener with our uh, Six Nations talk. This is uh, John Payne, who's been a very, very big supporter of ours. He's a Welshman. He says, that's it. I'm quit, uh, quitting listening. So sorry about that, John. We got to support who we support. I don't know what to tell you, pal. Uh, hey, man, get ready for the wooden spoon because it's coming to Wales this year. Buddy. No, sorry. No. <laughs> Losing the to Georgia at home. Yeah. yeah. The Georgia's the like, Georgia's like the wish.com rugby team, man. Come on, man. God. Here we go. Let, let's see here. He's got some more stuff. There are snakes, but not nasty ones. Yeah, that's true. There are snakes in New England, but there's no venomous ones. Oh, so he lied. He came back. He said he was out. Yeah, I guess he's he's back, baby. He's back. (laughs) Big love. There we go. There we go. All right. uh, Final thing for you, Coach. You've been very generous with your time here. I appreciate that very much. Just, do you have any message, like an open table uh, message to the uh, the the Jacks out there, the the Rangers, if you will, the Free Jacks fans? Oh, just. Can't wait to the to the first home game of the season. I've I've heard you know, the the players, the the coaching staff, and and I Bozo said as well when when I when I met him last week, just what an awesome atmosphere it is at veterans at home games um, with dropkick dropkick Murphys blasting out and as I said, a hostile crowd. So no, I can't wait to can't wait to meet people. Um, I know. We're really appreciative of, of all the support as a, as a team and as an organisation, and um, no, really looking forward to really looking forward to meeting people over the next few weeks and months. For sure, yeah, we're super excited. To, I'm, I'm I'm excited to meet you in person. I know that Bozo's already met you, but really excited to see what you can do and help the Jacks along here. Hopefully, we can get that shield at the end of the year. Uh, don't want to jinx anything, but that's obviously obviously the goal with a, such an ambitious club like this, and the fans really want to see that happen. So, yeah, very happy to have you on here. Thank you so much. We say one word to get out of here. It is huzzah, and we're gonna say that in three, two, one, huzzah! Huzzah! Woo. <laughs> Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I'm joined with my brother, Dave McVeigh. And also, we've got a very, very special guest this time around. We call him the Crocodile Hunter. Who knows if that's good nickname's going to stick or not. We've got Joel Hintz. He is a brand new prop for the Free Jacks. Joel, how the hell are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Cheers for having me on. Happy to have you on here, man. You've been very gracious with your time, you know, joining us in this slot here. Just uh, give us a rundown of who, where you're from, actually. Let's go with that. Uh, yes, I'm a Kiwi boy, um, raised in New Zealand, uh, North Island, um, currently playing for the Hawke's Bay Magpies, mm-hmm. um, which is a little uh, district up in the east coast of North Island, um, but I was raised in a place called Wairanapa, which is a couple of hours south. Okay. Um, yeah, just love being out on the farm, and uh, it's a pretty new uh, experience for me living in a big city, but mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it so far, and a good bunch of boys, so uh, it's been good. Excellent, excellent. I did want to mention the shirt that I'm wearing right here is an exclusive on shopmlr.com, uh, operated by our friends over there at Rugby Now. So if you guys load up your cart 
with free jack stuff specifically and use code word rangers it'll get you 10 percent off at checkout you can't beat that uh next question for me joel i wanted to ask you uh, obviously, down in New Zealand, everybody wants to play rugby. They want to be a professional rugby player when they grow up. You guys have a ball in your hand in the crib there. So I wanted to ask you, uh, when did you know you wanted to be a professional rugby player? And then when did you actually realize that maybe you could do this professionally? Oh, Growing up, yeah, rugby is just pretty much what everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, boys, girls, everyone. Um, it's kind of like the only sport I can remember um, playing as a kid. Um and then I've just enjoyed it, so I carried on playing right through high school. Um, wasn't until I left my first high school, uh, just because their first team, like the top uh, high school team, wasn't going so well. I was looking to play elsewhere and mm-hmm. play in like, the top league. Um, and then I made the first team at the new big school in Wellington, which is a college called Silverstream. Um, and then, yeah, just thought, well, keep on giving it a crack, went to university um on a rugby scholarship and i just kept playing and eventually got picked up so that was good very good uh did you pay attention at all to mlr last season if so what were your impressions of the league yeah a little bit uh we had a few boys um like caleb markini um playing uh, for utah and a few guys playing for other teams i just kept an eye on it um it was a good uh competition something that i'm really um excited to be part of so that's yeah, awesome. We're super happy that you're here. You know, we, we've heard uh, some stories about you and stuff like that. So we'll get to that a little bit later on in the questioning, but uh, super glad that you're here with as a free Jack. Um, what was your recruitment to the free Jacks actually like? Uh, what type of conversation did you have with TK, Scott or Mike prior to agreeing to join the team? Uh, uh, yeah, just, I, TK actually hit me up quite, uh, a few years ago um, to come and play. Um, I think my cousin, um, Kane Bubb, who um, has a bit to do with the Mystics rugby team. Um, okay. Probably probably airdropped my name a few times, um, I'm guessing. Um, and that probably led to TK hitting me up a few years ago, but timing wasn't really right. Um, but now, uh, this year, yeah, obviously it all come together. So, yeah. Awesome. I love that that um, Mystic connection there. You know, we're big fans of Mystic on this show because a lot of their development players end up playing for Mystic, so that's very cool. Um what is your impressions of the Boston area and USA in general since arriving earlier this month? What do you think? Uh, it's definitely a different landscape to what I'm used to. Um, but now I've been enjoying going to the restaurants and the bars and seeing all the different stuff around, which has um, been good. And the boys have been enjoying showing me around, which is um, really good. Good to have like the train and everything. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get around the city, which is good. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. What do you What do you think about the cold weather, huh? Oh, it's not actually too bad. Like us Kiwi boys were saying, like I honestly don't reckon it's as bad as in New Zealand winter. You don't really get that that wind, which mm-hmm. which shatters you to your bone, like home. But it's pretty cool to be around the snow, and I haven't really been around it much. So, um, yeah, it's all just part of the new experience. For sure, I think this weekend, especially up here in New Hampshire, I think it's going to be like below forty degrees wind chill up here. So, I mean, that's oh, that's 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 pretty biblical type of stuff right there. I mean, we don't really, I mean, it gets cold around here, but not that damn cold. So, uh, everybody bundle up out there this weekend. It's going to be insane. I wanted to ask you about Josh Sims, your old coach at Hawks Bay in the NPC. He's now with our rival Old Glory DC, stupid name, uh, uh, color scheme thieves as far as I'm concerned. What is uh, What can you tell us about Josh, and do you think he'll turn that DC franchise around from being bottom feeders in the East? 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure what, what the team's like um, that he's built, but he's a good coach. Um, he loves his detail. Um, yeah, I think if the boys buy into what he's got, he, he loves um, just nailing you know, like a really simple game and doing it well. So mm-hmm. as long as he's got enough time to, to um, mold those boys together, then yeah, I think he can do a good job. All right, I love that confidence uh, in your old coach there. Hopefully, they won't be too good. You know what I mean? We gotta we gotta continue to beat them. Uh, so hopefully that. Oh, will of course occur. not. I'm sure we'll, we'll be better. We'll be better, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. We've talked a lot of shit, especially me on this show, uh, about how much we hate DC and stuff like that, and how they're uh, terrible. So uh, as long as we beat them, I'm happy. Uh, in an article in Hawks Bay today from 2019, uh, Joel, the headline described you as a cocky little prop. Um, TK has referred to you as the biggest goof on the team now. How would you describe yourself? Oh, that cocky little prop thing, man. I was going to beat up that journalist. <laughs> I've never even met the guy. And this a-hole just writes this article on me. He actually was, like, pumping me up on the article. But, like, the headline just pissed me off. And he, like, chose the, the worst photo of me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just a dickhead dick, though. He actually lost his job pretty quickly, that, that journalist. So. Okay, there you go. How would you describe yourself, though, Joel? Oh, it's a hard one. Us Kiwis don't really like talking about ourselves, but um, I don't know. I just like to have fun and enjoy the process, and I do enjoy working hard. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit of a weird character, I suppose, but everything. <laughs> Well, we like weird around here. Uh, that's the uh, to, beside of me is the prince of weird for sure. So, uh, yeah, he, he really appreciates that. Um, two more questions for you, Joel. Um, you've been the keeper of the Renfrey Shield, uh, which is a famous trophy in New Zealand. Any fun, funny stories that you can share about that, like protecting the shield or, or um, having some weird uh, encounters or funny encounters with the shield? Oh, that thing, honestly, that, that shield could talk. It's been around for like 100 years or something. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the biggest um, thing in New Zealand rugby, basically. Um, but, yeah, we, we held it for uh, oh, just before we lost it. If we won that game, it was going to be like the longest running era in the professional game. But, um, wow. yeah, um, we our manager was um, pretty careful with it. He didn't let us take it out too often. But if we did, we'd always take it to each bar. And yeah, a few of the boys <laughs> took it home. Um, I think it helped them. Uh, grab a few ladies on the way home and yeah, nice. have fun with it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Love that. Uh, final question for me here, Joel. Uh, Mike Rogers has told us here that last summer you were in the Northern Territory catching crocodiles and buffalo. He referred to you as the original crocodile hunter. Uh, tell us about that, please. Yeah, so last year, um, me and my brother, we headed off to the Northern Territory to go work on um, oh, the family we're working for had about five properties um of which there's wild buffalo cattle and then also um a lot of crocodiles um crocodiles are everywhere there but they try and trap and relocate problem crocodiles back to another crop farm where they breed them for uh, eggs and then another farm obviously uh take the eggs and then breed them for skins and yeah the buffalo would, would catch them with like an armored vehicle with a big arm on the side and um We'd send them off onto a live uh, shipment boat over to Asia. It was a big old operation, um, pretty dangerous, but it was like real living, eh? living out in tents, um, cooking over campfire every night, and yeah, living the real life. 
Love that. Any uh, close encounters with crocs? Uh, any dangerous encounters? Uh, not so much with the crocodiles. More buffalo. The buffalo are really dangerous. The crocodiles, when you catch them, are in like a trap. So you can get on top of them and rope them up and then take them up. But it's still pretty dangerous. But those buffalo, like if you're in the yards with them, they smash your gate or, you know, just because the yards are pretty much held together with pieces of string that you could find on the ground. Um, those things are like you know, a thousand kilos and pure muscle with a meter long horns on each side. And they just, they genuinely want to kill you. They're not like cattle. They're just, <laughs> they're wild as hell. So yeah, they're pretty scary. Um, yeah, it's, it, no. I got to tell you, it sounds pretty scary. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to let Dave take over. He's got a couple questions for you. I appreciate your time, sir. No worries. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, Joel, one of the things the Free Jacks talked about uh, when you were signed is the fact that you've been a fairly successful power lifter um, alongside your rugby career. Uh, when was that? Like, when was the last time you competed in a powerlifting meet? Um, and what's your best or favorite lift of the big three, squat, bench, deadlift? Uh, the last time I competed in powerlifting was back when I was at high school. So, yeah, fairly long time ago. I think I was 17. Um, and that would have been when I competed at the World Champs in South Africa. Um, but after that, I thought I've kind of given powerlifting a decent crack and done pretty well on it. So I'm looking for the next challenge. So, and obviously powerlifting doesn't pay. So um, <laughs> trying to have a go at rugby and you can somewhat make a pretty good living um, and enjoy the life. So. I had to go out there, and yeah, the rugby's been paying off so far. I've been living a pretty good life, need to travel around, so yeah, it's all worked out. Um, uh, favorite lift would definitely be squat. Um, yeah, well, guys in the powerlifting circle always seem to have a bigger deadlift than a squat, but for some reason, I was just perfectly made for the squat. <laughs> man, the old man would just find it quite easy, I suppose, the way we're built, we don't have to go very far. <laughs> that travel distance helps sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Finally, the leverage action pays off. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only does powerlifting not pay, it can be kind of expensive, and it's more expensive now than ever with eggs costing about as much as a car currently in the United <laughs> States. Uh, how are you handling the egg price crisis? Are you having to cut back on your egg intake? Or do you have yeah. some other big protein meal that you love to hit to get your macros in? Oh, at home, I'm just constantly eating meat, but I've had to um, adjust over here due to the prices of eating a lot of chicken. Um, yeah, the, the egg prices actually gave me a shock. It wasn't until I was looking at the news that apparently New Zealand's having the same problem. So, yeah, it's not so bad after all. Yeah. Yeah, big avian flu, if people don't know. There has happened to be a lot of sick chickens right now, which means there are just way fewer eggs out there on the market than normal. Yeah. Um, you have, you have perfect timing joining the free jacks right after they crack open a brand new strength and conditioning facility in the, uh, mint there. Um, how have you found the S and C setup and the coat, both the, like the equipment and just the facilities themselves and the coaching? The coaching has been really, really good. Um, Ricky and George are both like probably the most passionate, um, enthusiastic, uh, S&C coaches I've had, you know, they're both good roosters and they know their stuff and they're keen to try and push us forward, which is really good. Um, the gym, it's top notch, like it's like pretty much all brand new equipment. It's exactly what you need, nothing you don't. And even just like the medical side of things, like coming from New Zealand, um, 
we don't or well, where I am like we don't really have all the like the, the massage guns and the the heat pads and all that stuff and Mike and Adam like they're, they're such good physios it's good to have them um never been treated like a racehorse but here we are <laughs> that's excellent yeah that's a nice perk to get you know not I mean not only is it feel good it helps you after a rough workout but it's going to take good care of you to keep you healthy oh 100 percent. even like we get massages and that now like it's yeah it's unreal and treated like a king <laughs> um some of the boys last year i was talking to phil about this before we went live and we think last year some of the guys sort and maybe there was like one social media video of this guys fooling around in the gym but what do you think about doing the barbell challenge for all the boys? Maybe just all the forwards, because we know the backs can't pass. And put some plates on a bar, have the boys lay down on their stomach and see who's got enough booty to stop that bar from rolling on over the back. What do you think? Oh, man, I'm always, I'm always keen for a bit of fun in the gym. <laughs> all right, well, we, Let's get we'll, it. we'll wait. We'll have eyes on the social media. You can get, you can get Buckley to you know help you out. I think it's a good, it's a good pitch. Oh, I'm sure we'd be keen. Um, so moving back into the rugby, as fun as all this is, um, coming up from New Zealand, what is the farthest you've traveled for a rugby game up until now in your career? Because one of the big changes and adjustments in MLR that we've heard players talk about is just the travel distances being mm. so much greater. Yeah, um, well, I honestly haven't really done too much traveling with the rugby. It's only really been domestic for me. Um, yeah. I've traveled internationally and stuff with powerlifting, but for rugby, it's only been the NPC competition. And in New Zealand, everything's within roughly about an hour. So, yeah, it'll be a bit different for me. Yeah, absolutely. What is your go-to activity for those long plane rides? You reading a book, you watching a movie, taking a nap. What do you like to do? I'll definitely be sleeping if I can, but otherwise try and uh, yeah, put on a good movie and enjoy relaxing. Excellent. Do you have a favorite movie? Ooh, not off the top of my head, but me and my mate uh, Connor Young, we've been watching Euphoria uh, TV uh, series and mind blowing. Excellent, excellent. I have to check it out. I haven't watched it yet, Phil. I just wanted to note that I'm also going to be joining you guys down there in Houston. So that uh, that plane ride is about five hours and thirty minutes, and I'm a nervous flyer. So I'm going to have to like, you know, knock myself out or something. I do not want to be awake that entire time. So it's not going to be fun. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever you're taking, you'll just have to share it with me. Eh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, is there anywhere in the United States you're really looking forward to visiting? Is this And is this your first time in the U.S.? Yeah, this is my first time in the U.S. Um, well, I'm really looking forward to going to Texas um, this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but for me, I think all the places um, I'm keen to visit and like just to like link up with the other Kiwi boys I know, I think it'll be pretty buzzy like seeing guys you know from New Zealand and parts of the US. So that's something I'm really looking forward to each week if I'm traveling. So, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of competition to get on that plane. That's for yeah. sure. Um. Next question, very serious question. What makes tight head props so friendly, handsome, and intelligent? And if you weren't <laughs> sure, I I also was a tight head prop in my playing days. I think as a tight head prop, you have to be friendly because sometimes you don't look that approachable. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, it's, 
comes with the territory, I think. You're going to be a, a funny fat guy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Gets the job done. Like Chris Farley. That's Do you right. know Chris Farley, the American comedian? He's passed away like a while ago, but he was famous in the 90s. Yeah. He actually played rugby in college. Uh, he was oh, a really? prop. Yep, he played at Marquette oh. University and uh, was go. a prop. Yeah, the blue and yellow hoops. There's a picture out there floating around of him. Comes um, with the territory, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, final question. Zombie apocalypse, total breakdown of civilization. What's your weapon of choice? How are you defending yourself from the zombies? Something you can pick up around, you know, your house, raid a hardware store. I have thought about this before. It'd probably just be like a high-powered compound bow, because at least I'm not going to run out of uh, ammunition. Yep. And you can get pretty good with them. And then maybe like a, like a what you call a hatchet over here is like a yep. side piece. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good. Because it would also combo. be good for like building like a log cabin or something. Been also it. watching a bit of a loan while I've been here, so yeah, <laughs> stuff. Excellent. Not used to watching so much TV. I'm normally bloody feeding animals or something. It's nice to have some downtime. Yeah, there's not a lot of farm work to be had around Boston. There's not too many. No, uh, not too many feedings to get to. I think Cam's going to come go out and show me his farms. It'll be the closest I'll sit, uh, get to seeing a farm out here. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that's it for me. This has been really fun. I know Phil might have a couple more things, but uh, can't wait to see you out on the field for the Free Jacks. That home opener is just uh, got just a little over a month away. Um, yeah, I can't wait. March 11th, and the season op- opener February 17th down in NOLA should be a hot time. Yeah, can't wait, man. I appreciate your time. Joel, I wanted to ask you, you got some uh, flow in the back there. Can we see a, a side profile of the of the uh, the hair there? What's what's going on there? There you go. I just got a haircut today, actually. Oh, yeah? This camera's a bit... There you yeah, go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> you know, we got a long tradition around here in, at the Free Jacks of having a mullet. I grew one out for charity last season. So uh, are you trying to rival the Eagle, or are you just you're really complimenting the, the other guys with the mullets on the team? Oh, this is just a Kiwi haircut. Like, it's the boys back home at me. So the uglier, the better. Like, I've had this um, dreaded before, actually. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Mrs. wants it ugly so that, you know, keep away from all the girls. There you go. That's one way to do it for sure. It's a functional to... haircut. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's a good front row haircut. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, uh, I'm just going to open up the floor. Do you have any message for the Rangers, the Free Jacks fans out there? Oh, just first off, appreciate you guys' support. and well, I can't wait to see you um, everyone there, every home game. And yeah, It's just nice to know that we've got a um, big uh, team of supporters behind us. Like It really genuinely makes a difference, yeah. knowing that um, people actually care and want to come and watch you play. It's, it's nice, especially because you've got my family over here, so it's you guys are going to be our new supporters. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So I appreciate you being on here, Joel. This has been fantastic. Uh, we've got one thing to get out of here. We say one word to exit the video. It's huzzah. We're going to say that in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! huzzah. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I'm joined with Diamond Dave. Dave, how the hell are you? I am uh, tired on a long <laughs> week, uh, but excited that the season is almost upon us and really happy to be here to talk about the free jacks tonight 
Hell yeah. Uh, I should be more tired than I am because I flew in from Houston last night and worked uh, today. But I'm not, I'm, I guess I'm just fired up to talk about, you know, uh, the forward roster and the position grades. And I'm going to spoil it right now and say they're not all A's from my end, brother. I'm going to tell you that right <laughs> now. Uh, I'm a, a difficult grader, I guess. Uh, but uh, we'll get more into that in a moment. I wanted to kind of uh, put a bow on my Houston trip just by describing it to folks out there that might be planning in the future. If you want to go down to Houston, maybe we play them next year down there in a regular season game. Who knows? Maybe we uh, go back down there for the preseason next year because I know that uh, South African connection is very much alive and well between Coach Matthew and the uh, management down there. So <clears throat> if you've never been to Houston before, you will be amazed at how big the city limits are. You can drive 40 <laughs> minutes from downtown and still be in the city limits of Houston. It's a very strange thing for people yeah. from the Northeast to quite understand just how big the state of Texas is. Everything it's, is bigger in Texas, right? <laughs> it's pretty wild, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, Dallas-Fort Worth is a little bit the same way, but it's two mm -hmm. cities and then a lot of other cities. Dallas-Fort Worth, like it's huge. Right. It takes forever to get from one side to the other. But yep. Houston is the same, maybe bigger, and it's all Houston. Mm -hmm. It's Absolutely. just Houston in every direction. Yep. Um, I've been there several times. Most of it is to see rugby games. I saw USA tie Argentina B-side. I don't know. That was about six years ago at this point. There at the um, uh, MLR, excuse me, the MLS stadium. There also saw uh, in that same stadium USA beat Scotland as the first ever win for USA against a Tier One rugby nation. That was really special. I think Dougie Fife was playing in that game. Also, I think Stuart Hogg was there as well. So some some star-studded uh, you know Scotland players there. And as soon as they walked out, it was a night game. I want to say in february but it was like hot as hell yeah. and, and you could see their eyes just get really big and how <laughs> humid it was there so they were in for a real treat and it was a great game but uh yeah this time around um not the best rugby experience thank god it wasn't um they weren't counting that one day on, on the win-loss column for 2023 um right. overall very uh frustrated watching them play in the first half there it was not fun to watch uh, from a free, free Jacks perspective. I will give Houston credit as I did in my thoughts, uh, you know, on Instagram live and stuff like that. They played fantastically, especially in the first half there. Um, they, they were giving our breakdown fits or, or, you know, they yeah. were counter rucking left to right. You know, you expect that from a huge physical team like, uh, like them being built up by with a South African mindset. Uh, Danny Barrett on their team. Uh, Hanko Hermesites also down there now. USA International. Those guys are just, you know, it's tough to play against them, dude. Like, yeah, they the the Houston players made a menace out of themselves for sure. Um, there was a it was very disruptive at the breakdowns for sure. But you know, second half much better for the Free Jacks uh, came up short, unfortunately. But uh, I thought you know all the players looked pretty good. Uh, I think um, this this kid that we got uh, that's playing fullback uh, as a backup for um, Mitch Wilson is really really fast. I almost said a bad word there that really wasn't necessary. <laughs> I kind of stopped myself, but he's really, really fast. He's shifty boy too. So he's yeah, a guy. He, I, do something. you know, it was, it was difficult to, uh, I'm not sure how much we want. Are we, how about, how much are we talking about Houston right now? I can keep going. We, yeah, we can go a little bit more. Little we, yeah. we, um, it was difficult to see on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. um who was who even hard to read numbers for most right. unless they were pretty you know the the, the near half of the field about mm -hmm. you could read numbers maybe but uh yep. the far half you really couldn't 
And um, so it made it hard to tell who was who uh, other than, you know, New England and Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was no audio at all on the broadcast right. because the stadium music would have been a copyright infringement because mm-hmm. we have outdated copyright laws for the internet. So um, it was a little bit difficult to pay attention to. I did I did the best I could, and I chatted actually with some other fans in the Discord while the game was going on. That's awesome. Um, and and we we had a great time. I, I really enjoyed watching it, but it was really difficult to to know too much of what was going on or to get anything out of it yeah. on an individual player basis, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of judge the team as a group is really all I could do. Except in that second half, <laughs> he got the ball and I just watched him dance, you know, yeah. for a little while, real evasive, yep. backing himself. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was pretty fun. So it was a fun moment where I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I can tell who that is. Yeah. Oh, and it's exciting. So it was, yep. it was good. It's always fun to see these new uh, faces coming in, and when they show potential, you know your eyes light up a little bit. Like, ooh, we might have something here for sure. Also, just wanted to call out Mitch Wilson. Fantastic job, especially in the first half under those high balls. Look, he took them effortlessly. Um, and when we were down a lot in the first half, he during the the um, hydration break, I could hear his voice leading the team. You know, saying we we let's stay with it. You know, keep going. You know, you expect that from Mitch Wilson because we we kind of know that he has that coaching personality where um you know he, he just backs the players that he's around and stuff like that so um that was encouraging i also wanted to give a shout out to ethan fryer i thought he played very very well um you know had some hard running with ball in hand a couple times you know it just looks really good um, as a flanker i think we've got something there as well as mike uh, rogers told us he could be an international for canada or usa down the road and i and i saw that down in houston um quickly about the stadium fantastic highly recommend it you know, the only rugby specific stadium in um, MLR right now. And uh, it's just, it's an awesome place to go. Atmosphere was not great. It was cold down there. I think I kind of hmm. uh, kept people quiet because they're not cold? used to that. Real cold or um, Texas cold? It was Texas cold. I mean, it was breezy. So, you know, my hands were, I was having a hard time because uh, I wasn't wearing gloves. I had a hard time tweeting throughout the game. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's kind of silly to say, but I mean, it felt cold. Colder than I would have expected, for sure. And for them, I'm sure it, it felt much was worse than I experienced. Um, what else was I going to say? Houston, some of the best food I've ever had down there. Yeah, it's, you, it, it's, you uh, were really happy with what you were finding. Ooh, out it was unreal. Absolutely. I, I will say that about Houston. Another thing, um, it's the um, it's the first time in a long time that I've seen gasoline below $3 was in Houston. So that was <laughs> another positive. But, yeah, overall, great trip. Really enjoyed it. Um after the game, I was uh, I did like an Instagram live with TK and also Josh Larson as we were walking off of the the pitch there, and I got invited into the locker room by Mitch Wilson, which is awesome. Thank you very much for doing that, Mitch. A very classy thing to do. And then when I was in the locker room, like literally every player came up and shook my hand. It was wild. I felt oh, that's awesome. so awkward being in there. I was just like, I, 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 one of these things is not like the other, right? But uh, everybody made me feel welcome and just said thank you for making the trip. So that was very cool. That's all I got to say about Houston. Let's get right into the roster breakdowns for the forward positions. That's why we're here tonight. I'm seeing that quite a few people are uh, joining us. Uh, appreciate you guys being on here. Uh, Chris Lynn, Bozo mentioning the season is almost here. I don't wanted to mention really quickly, I haven't put it up on the um, the schedule or anything, but we are doing a NOLA breakdown or preview rather on Monday at 9 p.m. And then directly after that, we'll do our backs uh, roster breakdown and um, position grades as well to get all of that out of the way. 
and you know put a basically a, a close the door on the preseason and welcome in the actual week one so that'll be awesome um first up for the um forward roster breakdown and position grade is our props and since you were a prop i was too for a brief <laughs> minute but i didn't like the position that is your thing i'm gonna let you take over with the props yeah absolutely so <clears throat> starting uh with number one on the left at the scrum the loose head props um we have first of all kyle sakara so six feet tall 260 pounds 26 years old um kyle fans will know from last year he was a three-time collegiate all-american yep. um in 2022 so last season he won most improved player from in the team awards um and that is the reputation he has and what we've seen as fans is he is a guy who works really hard to get better and has just improved in his time with the free jacks um <clears throat> he's uh very noticeable on the field he's got a big old mullet and a, a, a big old, uh, you know, biker stash. Yep. And um, <clears throat> he's a lot of fun. He's really he's really great with the fans. My daughter has a signed ball from his. His mom and dad are at every game. He's a guy you get to know. So yes. I, I figured we got to start with Kyle looking at those loose head props. Um, he got a lot of playtime last year. I think he had nine or ten starts. Um, so he's somebody who we will certainly see, uh, continue to see a lot of. For sure. Um, next up, Cole Keith. Uh, six feet tall, 250 pounds, 26 years old. Um, quick note, uh, the ages I have is how old they will turn in 2023, sure. wherever their birthday is. So not yeah. as of this moment, but how old they'll be this year. Mm -hmm. So 26. Um, he is actually very experienced as a tight head prop. So he's one of those guys who can move across the scrum, as they say. Mm -hmm. um, but last year, he made the shift to loose head and has, has really focused on that. So he's a, he's a loose head prop. I imagine they brought him in planning for him to continue playing loose head, um, sure. but he can play both. Um, and numerically looking at the roster it makes sense that they're probably considering him for, for loose rather than tight. Um, he's got 25 caps for Canada. Uh, very experienced. Um, you know, we talked about <laughs> playing in those, in those scrums in the world cups, you know, that is, that is the real deal. Anybody yes. who can hang and, and accumulate that, that amount of caps, um, uh, is, is a big time player. He also always seems happy, you know, every time you see him, he really seems, he seems really good. Every picture he's got a big smile, all the media stuff. So, uh, uh I do have a quick, uh, little story from Houston about Cole Keith. So Cole Keith and myself and, uh, Joel hints, Joel did not play cause he's a little bit banged up right now. Uh, expecting him to be back very soon, by the way, guys. But, um, we were sitting at a locker and we were just kind of shooting the shit. And, uh, here comes Foster DeWitt after his shower with his towel on looking at <laughs> us. And we're like, what's up, dude. And he's like pointing at the sign because it was his locker. Like, right. <laughs> we were like, Oh, like, that's not I'm... my locker. I need to get out right. of the way. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mostly naked and I would like to stand there. <laughs> right. Powerful statement. Yes. Uh, and well, Foster is the next uh, person we have there on the list. Go. So Foster DeWitt, 6'1", 235, um, 27 years old. He has a cap for Canada. Um, he's a powerful scrummager. He's somebody who we heard a lot of buzz about last year when he signed mm -hmm. with the team and came to the team. Um, his dad is also a uh, frequent fixture at the stadium, likes to travel around and uh, sure support does. his son's rugby career. Really friendly guy. He's also around a lot on social media. Shout out to bump, Gary. Yeah, shout out to Gary. May bump into him there. Um, Fozzie played really well 
last year and one of the few times Houston had a second camera that they used for a total of about maybe 80 seconds in the whole match broadcast. It was a sideline camera, but when there was set piece that was right there, they did use it. So credit to Houston for doing what they could with what they had. And, um, Hey Gary. All right. Uh, so Houston, um, cut to that camera for a scrum. And I think it was right after Fozzie got, put in and he absolutely obliterated the Houston scrum super disruptive. They won a scrum penalty. It was one of the real highlights of the match. Um, So that was very exciting. Fozzie loves that disruptive scrummaging at at loose head. He's also comfortable at hooker. He's got experience there and it's somewhere we, we could see him as well. But I think especially based on his performance just this past week, uh, we'll see him at loose head. Um, so that rounds out our Lucy's. There's a tight head who can play across and also play Lucy, but I've got him listed separately. Um, and I gave him a grade of A minus with the return of reliably disruptive Foster and Kyle, um, and the addition of Keith of Cole Keith, the Canadian stalwart. I think we're in pretty good shape at the loose head prop position. Um, that having all domestic loose heads uh, bumps us up to that A minus. I gave us a, a okay. little point bump for that um, in terms of we know that it's easier to get the domestic qualified players on the pitch than the internationals, save mm-hmm. space in other positions to use international slots. So A minus for the loose head props. Do you want to do hookers next and then I'll do tight heads or do you want me to round out the props now? You know, I keep a good thing going here. Go ahead and with the, uh, all the right. tight heads. Um, Tavita Soul, we have to start with him for tight head. Uh, six foot two sixty five, just twenty four years old. Um, he played down in New Zealand at Bay of Plenty, uh, but he uh, grew up in Tonga, and is Tongan and played for the Tongan U twenty team. He is a no nonsense guy. Um, unlike Cole Keith, he is not always smiling and uh, does not seem like he wants to do anything but obliterate the other front row. Um, I think that he's really primed to have a great year this year. He's he's the guy I picked to start that first game in our way too early predictions. I said, I just have a feeling, you know, he's really going to grow into it. At 24, he's really hitting, starting to hit his prime you know, athletic years and, and finishing, filling out and growing into his frame and everything. So mm-hmm. I think uh, Tavita is pretty, pretty big deal. Um, next, I have our draft pick, Ivan Pula. He's 6'1", 255, just 23 years old. He came from Central Washington University. Mm-hmm. Um, fans can watch our interview with uh, – he's he's a funny guy. Yes, um, he is. Also pretty happy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 2017 high school All-American, 2021 USA Selects Tour down to Uruguay. So he's got some bona fides, mm-hmm. and um, we will see what uh, – he gets in terms of times on the pitch this year. Uh, next, Connor Young, six foot two, two hundred fifty-five pounds, twenty-eight years old, one of the more senior players uh, in the front row. He is Australian, but he's also a former Canadian U twenty player, and he remains eligible for Canada, so um, that makes him a domestic player. He is a tight head, but he's the guy who can play across the scrum without any problems. He's done it um, at. Uh, different many different levels he's got 50 shoot shield caps he played in the scottish super six as well so he is a battler and a roamer you know anybody who's doing that kind of trenches work moving around internationally um 
you know, she obviously is Australian, so shoot, and then to go to Scotland and play in the Super Six and now come to MLR. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. Um, and I think we will see plenty of him as well. Very good. Final, finally, Joel Hintz, 5'9", 240 pounds, 27 years old. Uh, we interviewed Joel recently as well. NPC champion at Hawks Bay. He was the guardian of the Ranfurly Shield. Um, he squatted 570 pounds when he was only a teenager. Crazy. He wrestles crocodiles and wildlife. <laughs> He's the most interesting man in the front row. No doubt. Um, can't wait to see him banging around on the pitch. I, I'm really excited. We, we saw in the interview how electric he is just as a guy, his personality. Yes. I imagine that translates to the rugby field. So um, I gave us a B at tight head overall. Ooh. Eric DeYager's departure does leave a big hole. Everybody knows I'm Eric Diager fan number one. Yes. And we will see a big battle between these guys to determine who will fill it. I think that's a pretty big question mark. Um, I, I'm back in Tavita, but we, you know, we don't know. Connor Young is the real deal. Joel Hintz, who mm-hmm. knows what he's going to bring. And so that's I really right. see it as a three-way competition. Um, we've got the young, powerful soul. Uh, young is definitely grizzled, grizzled veteran, although he might, you know, not take umbrage at that being only 28, <laughs> but compared to the rest of the, these right. guys, you know, he's a, he's a veteran. Um, and then hence is kind of the wild card. So yeah. we'll see Pula just looking for chances to cut his teeth and show that he can hang sure. um, as the season goes on. Absolutely. I think you've done well here, Dave. Um, I'm going to move on to hooker at this point um, in the hooker room. We've got Mills, um, Sarah Nevy, uh, uh, Mills returns for the second year of his contract for 2023. He is 23 years old, five foot eleven and 250 pounds. He has played 614 minutes in 17 matches in 2022 for the Jacks. Started in six games and scored four tries, which I was a little bit surprised by. That kind of flew under the radar for me when I saw that. I kind of got wide eyed. I was like, wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, in the off season, he played for Taranaki down in the NPC in New Zealand. Great depth guy to have at 23 years old. Um, can still get better at this development age. And one thing about all of these guys is they're all really good. Like when I say depth player, I don't mean that as a disrespect to Mills. All you have to do is just look back at what I said a moment ago. Like he was a huge you know, player for the Freeze Act last year, playing in 17 matches. So, you know, when you think of a depth guy, you think of, oh, he's just on the bench and he'll come in if, if someone's injured. That's not the case for Mills. Um, he's just, he adds depth to the position and he's very, very good. Um, the next up we've got is uh, Andrew Quatran. Q was a marquee signing for the Jacks in the offseason. I remember when it was announced that we got him. It was a Friday, and I was over the moon at that trade. That might have been like the most excited I've ever gotten for a Free Jack announcement uh, for a player signing. Yeah. There's just something about that guy that, 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 that just screams superstar in this league. Um, he he is signed through 2024. He is 26 years old. He's six foot even and 253 pounds. And I saw him <laughs> um, and in Houston, and he looks all of that 253. He's <laughs> he's a monster. He's a unit. Um, he's an absolute unit. That's a great way to describe him. He's built like a tank. He played in uh, 903 minutes in 16 matches, starting 13 and scoring three tries for the Toronto Arrows last season. They would be lying to you if they were saying that they do not miss him. I mean, yeah. the guy is just a stud. Um, I 
I like to call him the New York killer for his performance against them last season <laughs> in New Jersey. I know this guy, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's unreal. Um, so the Jacks are very lucky to have him. But what's interesting is like you expected when he was announced, like, oh, surefire starter for the hooker position. But what's interesting is they brought in this guy that I'm about to mention next. Yeah. And that kind of throws a wrench in that whole process here. Keanu Kiriri Sims. A late announced signing for the Jacks. I had to redo the graphic. It was so late. But this kid <laughs> is legit. And you had mentioned this because I didn't really look that far into him right when he was announced. And you had mentioned in our Outriders, shout, how, Outriders chat how good he is. Hailing from New Zealand, and he's only 23 years old, and he has amassed 44 caps for Hawks Bay and NPC, seven caps for the New Zealand under-20s, and two caps already for the um, the Hurricanes in Super Rugby. He's uh, 5'11", 234. I think this signing is like, definitely flying under the radar, radar a little yeah. bit, but this kid has the potential to be a breakout performer at MLR. And it, it's interesting because, you know, a depth is a huge thing that the Jacks talked about in the offseason. Our management team and TK mentioned it over and over and over again. But when you have these guys, all three of them could start on MLM, MLR teams. There's no doubt in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah so I, absolutely. I would the 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 timing you mentioned with that signing uh, with Keanu, it was um, it was so late that I just assumed like, oh, he's you know he's another NPC guy. Not right. not to talk down about that at all, but I just kind of thought like, okay, this is this is not a major signing or they would be making a little more fanfare around right. it right you thought it was like a development guy yeah 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 and then uh, i got especially because he's, he's also young right so i I, yeah. I started looking into it and i was like wait a minute wait a minute you know <laughs> this is this is a a, a cadillac sneaking through here sure. without anybody noticing uh, yeah he he's got a lot going for him uh, another player i'm really excited to see out there Absolutely. His resume speaks for itself, man. And, and to be that young, it, it's it's interesting that the hooker room is no joke this year, guys. And my grade for them is an A. It's a solid A. It's not an A minus. It's not an A plus. It is a solid A. And I'm going to be the hard grader here. I'm going to tell you that for, sure, for right now. I said in one of our way too early segments that I think that any of the hookers can play in any uh, pretty much any team in MLR. I stand by that statement. Question becomes, how do you rotate these guys? It's going to be a selection nightmare for Coach Matthew. It's a good thing, but it's also a nightmare at the same time because there is so much talent. I think this group has the second most depth and talent in the entire squad, and that is really saying something because the Free Jacks are stacked in a lot of lot of areas. So for me, it's a, it's a solid A for the hookers. Excellent. All right. Yep. We move to second row next. Is that our uh... – We sure do. We All sure right. do. Let's hear it. Uh, You're the expert here. Uh, I don't know about expert. You know, <laughs> barely played B-side. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Um, coach uh, – excuse me. Why did I say coach? Uh, he, he acts like a coach. He's that old. Uh, Josh Larson, free jack number one, uh, returns for his final year of his contract. Who you know He might sign on again, but it is, is technically the final year of the contract. He is 6'5 and 249. Um, the Canadian International was a mainstay for the Jacks last season. I think everybody understands that. Everybody's aware of who this guy is at this point. His leadership on and off the pitch is invaluable to this team. 
Can't wait to see what 2023 has in store for our captain. And I'm kind of selling him a little bit short here because, you know, we've got a lot to get through. But, you know, Josh Larson <laughs> is Josh Larson, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. he's the guy in the second row. Next up is Regan O'Gorman. Regan returns to the Jacks for 2023. He is a Canadian international. He's six foot six, 260 pounds. He got the start alongside Josh in the preseason game in Houston. He adds depth and experience for the locker room. So glad to have him back. Connor Keyes was acquired from rebrand ATL in the offseason, having spent the past three years with Atlanta. He's 26 years old, six foot six, 260 pounds. Keyes is another uh, Canadian international with 28 caps. He adds experience and physicality. He amassed 33 MLR appearances with Atlanta. In his time there, I expect him to start alongside Canadian counterpart Josh Larson and have a great season with that. Uh, Canadian connection with really the, pretty much the entire front row, you could argue, could be at some point or another all Canadian internationals. So I think uh, that's that's very good. The the wild card for me here is the next man up in the lock room. That is Samisi Paye. Um, Samisi has signed on with the Jacks. He is 23 years old, six foot three, and 255 pounds. He can play lock and blindside flanker. He previously played for Bay of Plenty Steamers in the NPC where Mike Rogers was previously a coach. He has three caps for Tonga already. He's 23 years old, guys. Um, he was part of the development squad for Super Rugby side uh, Mana Pacifica. He won the Most Promising Player Award, get this, at the World Rugby's Pacific Combine. So to win the Most Promising Player at that, I mean, you have to be pretty damn good. I yeah. think this guy has a big time – you know, it's a big time pickup for the Jacks with this guy. I can expect him to really shine at the lock or flanker position this season. I mean, he's a little bit undersized for uh, a lock, but it could be it could be a breakout year for him, depending mm-hmm. on if there's like maybe injuries or rotation. This kid could shine. And I will say this, you know, during that game in Houston, we saw a little bit of uh, shithousery from him. And I think he was sticking up for one of his players, and and he got in there. He got right into the mix. So that's Good. encouraging to see. We need that. You know, people. You know, we, we were kind of messing around with players last year and talking about how they were walking yellow cards and stuff like that. But you need those guys on the team to be a little bit of an enforcer. You can't let stuff just kind of just go by the wayside. Depending on what it is, you have to have those tough guys on the on the on your team. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a balance to strike, right? Yes. But you you always stand up for your teammate, mm-hmm. and you want guys who are going to be the first guy in. Um, and, absolutely. And if he is that, that's great. As long as that doesn't then go beyond sticking yes. up for teammates and become right. a, a discipline issue, then that's good. You want sure. you want someone doing that. Wanted to go ahead and give the lock grade here. I've got a B plus uh, for this one. This group has a great mixture of talent, depth, and experience. The engine room is solid this year, but I think it's just missing a little bit of something. I'm not giving it an A because, you know, you look up and down, you know, Josh Larson, awesome, captain, everything else. You know, Regan, depth guy, fantastic, glad he's here. Um, And then it's just like Connor Keys, awesome pickup, great international a lot of experience. Samisi, you know, sounds very promising, NPC guy. But I think for me, I think the the absence of Stan Vandenhoven, not of, you know, any type of situation other than just having a season-long injury, he has that freakish size in the line-out that makes it him an easy target. And we're kind of going to miss that a little bit. He's two inches taller than yeah. any of our other guys in that room. So it's unfortunate. You know, Samisi's undersized for a lock. 
he might feature more in the flanker position because of that. But that position, as we're about to find out, is also completely stacked and a, pretty much a full room as well. Yeah. So the line out should be in good high ends. But like I said, I think we're missing just a little bit of something there. But it is still a B plus, which is very, very good. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> looking at the flankers, mm-hmm. um, we can start with Sam Fishley, who is 6'2", 240, mm-hmm. 25 years old. Um, he's a player out of Otago. There's not a lot of info on this guy. He's kind of a dark horse. Even on the Free Jacks bio, it's like a few short sentences, basically yeah. what I'm saying here. Played at Otago, forward of the year in 2021. Was also a part of the Highlander squad that year, though he didn't mm-hmm. um, make match appearances. Um, and then if you go kind of the usual suspects, America's Rugby News and uh, DJ Coil Rugby. Yep. Um, the people who are who are doing the invaluable work of reporting. Shout out to those guys, by the way. Um, yep. Doug Coyle, uh, Brian Ray, whose whose journalism work is is invaluable for us doing stuff like this. Exactly. Yeah, we just copy from them essentially. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we pulled the good parts out of those uh, articles and put it all together for you guys. Yeah. Uh, and and even those even those uh, wonderful journalists articles are a little bit scant because there's just not a ton of information about him. Um, so I'm a, I'm excited to see <clears throat> what that what that brings. Uh, mm-hmm. It certainly sounds like a promising player. Um, Ethan Fryer, 6'2", 210. You talked about him a little bit already. Mm-hmm. He's just 21 uh, years old. He's a Pathways player. He's worked his way up and earned a spot the hard way. He has a reputation for being pretty fast. Nor if you look at read those articles again, you'll see a couple mentions of him being really useful on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in those attack structures where you have one forward out on the outside, kind of paired up with a wing and outside back. Uh, you got to have speed to be out there, and he seems to be able to do that. Um, he's an Issaquah, Washington native. He was on the U-20 Canada team, but he is dual qualified, as you mentioned. So either the United States or Canada could uh, cap him. Um he played at Mystic as well, so he's another guy who's put some time in in the local club scene, uh, and I always like that. So Ethan Fryer um, is one to watch. Next up, the big guns, Mitch Jacobson, 6'3", 235 pounds, 27 years old. He is from Cambridge, but the wrong one, the one in New Zealand. Uh, he is a ground-pounding team player, a proven leader. He captained Waikato. And he played with the Chiefs uh, group, and he uh, trained with the Chiefs group. He then played a season with the Sunwolves in Super Rugby. Um, you can expect a lot out of this guy, and you still might be surprised by what he can do. I think he is uh, one of the big pickups in the pack, maybe the biggest pickup in the pack yes. um, yep. in this season. And um, he's somebody who really, just in terms of his ability to combine pace and physicality and experience, um, might be one of those players who kind of stands a little bit above the crowd in the MLR mm-hmm. um, athletically. So should be an exciting season for him. Moving on to Joe Johnston, six foot two, two hundred twenty-five pounds. He's just twenty-five. The mechanic remains one of my favorite players um, on the Free Jack. He is serious-minded. He's unshakable in defense. Uh, runs great supporting lines, and he has a motor that does not stop. Probably because he, you know, does really good regular maintenance on it because he's a mechanic. <laughs> mechanic yeah. um, if you don't know him, he played it for Bay of Plenty in the NPC before coming to the Free Jacks. He was the twenty twenty-one Minute Man. Um, the uh, sort of 
hard work and team spirit award, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Reliability. Um, that season, that season, he was also probably the form open side flanker in the league. Um, really, really made a name for himself. His mother's from Boston. His father played here as well. I don't know what club they played for. That's my mission this season is to find that out. Uh, and he is USA eligible. Um, Joe's an excellent player. Uh, got a kind of shockingly low-ish number of minutes last year, but again, yep. they were they were very stacked. Uh, Slade McDowell had a you know ripper of a season that kind of edged him out. So I, you know, Joe is eager to get back out there and show that Absolutely. he's still every bit the player he was uh, in 2021 and um, tried to show us in 2022. Played very well, just very busy back row uh, back row group that mm-hmm. year, like it is this year. Uh, finally, Cam DeWitt, Davidowitz, 6'1", 225, 27 years old, Haverhill zone. Uh, you know him, you love him. I think the loudest the crowd ever got yes. was when he scored his first try. I think that is our decibel record at the Veterans Memorial Stadium in Quincy. Um, another player like Kyle who's been putting in loads of work to get better and has seen the results. People can't say enough good things about him when we talk and ask about him. Yep. Um, Cam will definitely be... Uh, working hard and uh, those guys those five guys will be working for two positions uh, there's only two <laughs> flankers I sort of went more like blind side toward open side ish in the list but really um, not really they're not they're not identified by their blind and open side uh, anyway and, and those positions can be interchangeable it's really a, simply a matter of what the coach is asking out of those guys on that day and game. Cam Cam can play eight man and maybe some yes. of the other ones can as well, you know, in, mm-hmm. a, in a pinch if they have to, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Cam definitely can play eight. That's, that's kind of his home. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot, a lot uh, going on there. Um, I give the flankers an A. We have a very strong flanker group. Um, it lends credence, which makes sense. Um, our identity is as a defensive tackling focused team. Um, mm-hmm. And your flankers are the guys who, um, you know, stamp that on their heart. Like that is what they're about on the rugby pitch is getting up and making tackles. Um, sure. Johnson and Davidowitz return. They're bolstered by Jake's Jacobson's pedigree. Um, officially is kind of an unknown as we said. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think obviously he's, he's clearly capable. I've just, you know, I haven't, I haven't laid eyes on him and can't even really read very much about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly will hang. I, I, I know he played down in Houston. He seemed to play well from when I could tell he, who he was. Um, and Ethan Fryer is going to keep trying to follow in Cam's footsteps and really break into this, you know, now that he's on the senior team, make it yep. hard not to select him. So we'll 21 see. 21 years we'll see old is insane. Very young. It's very insane, young. Right? Like, Talk about guys so who are only going to get better. You know, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. So there's our flankers. I give them, they're my A. They get an A. I love it, man. Yeah, one of the best in the league for sure with all of those guys that you've talked about um yeah i think an a is well deserved there i want to move over to eight man the last uh, position this evening for our forward uh, breakdown and position grades um first up we've got win conradi some guy named win conradi uh you know i'm yeah, sure might have heard of him. yeah i might have heard of him who yeah, knows the namibian destroyer yes <laughs> Wynn is back again, once again, with the Free Jackson 2023. He is 28 years old, 6'1", 230 pounds. He looks heavier than that, and I don't mean in a bad way. 
Um, he, he played in nine matches for the Jackson 2022. The reason for that is he was with Gloucester. It didn't quite work out the way that he wanted to. He moved right back over to the free Jackson. It was fantastic. So he could have probably started all year, but he was with Gloucester at the beginning of the season. In 2021, it was his breakout year. He played 1,125 minutes in 15 matches, scoring f- uh, 14. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Starting 14 and scoring four in a breakout year for him. His performances were so good, as I was saying, in 2021. He moved over to Gloucester and then has since come back. He has 27 caps with Namibia. He is a monster in human clothing and probably the, the most – the the shyest or quietest guy on the team like you know yeah uh, he's got that absolute fire within him but like you would never notice like just like maybe talking to him you would never know like oh this guy is just an absolute he will rip people in half yeah. if he has to I he seems expect- like the he seems like the kind of guy who if he saw somebody with a flat tire would just pull over get out <laughs> yes help him change it and yes. leave without uh, saying more than two words you know yeah. just like yeah. i got you don't yeah. worry and i'm and i'm gone Mm-hmm. That's a great way to describe that. Um, I expect uh, Win to have another all-star MLR year with a full season in 2023. I expect, you know, the sky is the, really the limit for him, I think. Um, I know that Bozo has talked about him as being like a dark horse for the MVP for the entire team. I think that's a good shout-out for sure. The guy is just, he's unreal. So um, one of the highlights truly in the forwards, and there's a lot of, highlights to be had in the forward group here with the free jacks next guy up here is tomas cassettas tomas was drafted in the second round of the 2022 collegiate draft by the jacks from thomas moore university um it you know the the name probably doesn't ring a bell but they're very good at rugby especially at like the small college level um he is six foot three and 230 pounds he is ex he has excellent aerial ability and great physicality he's 23 years old born in argentina but is usa eligible through his father uh you look at this kid's tape and it really jumps out at you he if he continues to improve he will be a starter in the future at eight man uh you know not trying to push uh win conradi out the door or anything but if this kid lives up to his full potential i think he could be a star in the league and the future eight man for many many years to come with the free jacks i believe in this guy that much um super excited to see what he can do this year probably as you know a substitute coming in unless there's an injury knock on wood that that doesn't happen but you know if this kid continues to keep his nose clean and, and learn from uh, win and the other guys like cam uh, I think he could really be something special for sure. Uh, just wanted to give my grade for the eight men here. Um, probably should have put Cam into this area, but uh, you know we've got him in the flanker area at this time. So for these two gentlemen here, I think we've got a solid B+. Um, this group has the potential to be special if Tomas emerges like I think he can. Good mix of experience and potential. Win as a as a beast, of course, and I believe with another full season under his belt, he could be, as I was saying, that dark horse MVP for the Jacks, as Bozo is predicting or hoping does come true. So that kind of rounds it all out there. Dave, any closing thoughts for our forwards roster breakdown and position grades? Um, nothing, uh, nothing earth-shattering. I think we have a really good group here uh we talked last year kind of longer than than 
maybe than we needed to about how how <laughs> how young they were and they yeah. and they remain pretty young. I think that's good. A team that is trying to um, create the identity that uh, we are playing with a lot of pace on defense and in Houston really playing with a lot of pace on attack it didn't always mm-hmm. work out. Um, but you expect that in a preseason game. Definitely a, a big emphasis on quick ball and quick hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you want your forwards to be able to maintain that. That's that's a lot of work, and younger guys can do it more easily than older guys. So I like that we really skew young. Um, how old was Josh again? I think he's the oldest forward. Uh, I want to say 28 going on 29 or something yeah, like that. So yeah. him, Connor Young, turns 28 this year. You know, when those are your oldest guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, in your in your pack, a, a, a place where especially especially in the front row, you know, you can really um, you can you can push it past 30 uh, without too much trouble. Um, that's cool. That really shows what kind of a, a pacey game we're going to mm-hmm. look to play. Uh, line speed mm-hmm. on on defense shouldn't be a problem. Um, and if everybody's doing their job. Uh, you know, in the off season, in the preseason, strength and conditioning, and, and we could hit the ground running in NOLA. Um, they'll be just as electric as they were last year, maybe more so. And these forwards will be out there putting in the big sticks. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to be excited about with this forward group here with the Free Jacks this year. Um, you're talking about youth. It's uh, I think it's 24 is the average age of this forward pack. It's, it's pretty cool to see that. You know, uh, I think there's only one guy that's over the age of 30 years old on the entire team, and he's not in the forwards. He's in the backs, and we'll get <laughs> to him right. we'll uh, talk on to him. Monday. We'll talk yeah. back to him. We'll talk about him on Monday. Yeah, we've already spoken to him on the show, right. and I spoke to him all in Houston, which was fantastic. He was there. really enjoyed talking to Jason Potters, if you don't know who I'm talking about at this point. But, uh, yeah, super excited about this squad. You know, 24 years old, oh, the average age is awesome. You know, a lot to, lot, to, uh, lot to learn for these guys in terms of – or development, rather. Uh, they can still get a lot better, and that's very, very encouraging. And hopefully we'll see that throughout the season as these guys continue to progress uh, with their skills and whatnot. So, yeah, that's going to wrap her up for this particular segment, the forwards roster breakdown and position grades. We will be back very soon with our NOLA preview and also our backs uh, breakdowns and position grades. And with that being said, I've got one thing to say. Actually, I'm going to say before we get out of here, I'm going to just reemphasize once again, we would not be able to do this without the excellent work of our buddy DJ Coyle Rugby and also America's Rugby News, uh, Brian Ray. We sit on the shoulder of giants to do this sort of stuff. Makes it a lot easier for us to do that. With that being said, I've got one word in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! All right, Rangers, tell us how we did. Send us an email at jacksrangershow at gmail.com. Make sure you continue to interact with us on social media to drive up those engagement numbers. We learned it from Rugby United New York, Iron Workers Professional Rugby Football Club, just how important engagement is on social media. As of the day of this recording, we are a mere six days away from kickoff of MLR 2023, where our Free Jacks will be facing off against the New Orleans Fool's Gold. Super excited. It's been a long off-season, Rangers, but we are right there at the finish line. From here, we've got one more episode prior to kickoff. I did want to go ahead and announce on the podcast that we are doing a Ranger Tavern on Thursday night prior to the game on Friday. That is February the 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can join us on Twitter Spaces, we're going to have a little informal gathering of Rangers, MLR fans, whoever wants to join in with us as we 
sit down at Ranger Tavern, have a storm along American hard cider and just talk about the upcoming games and what the Free Jacks are going to look like this year. Talk about what happened in Houston and also just kind of previewing the NOLA game against uh, our New England Free Jacks. So I hope you can make it to that Ranger Tavern on Twitter spaces. Next episode, episode 65, will be coming out early in the week prior to the kickoff. With that being said, go Free Jacks, beat NOLA, saddle up, let's ride, and huzzah! Woo!